This is Deacon Kevin. How are you? I hope everyone is well. Uh, we're just waiting for Father Ron to join us in this week's podcast. Um, actually, that intro song was one of my favorite bands growing up, simply called Yes, and the title of the song was And You and I. So it's And You and I. You're, you're listening to, to Ron and I right now. So let's see where Father Ron is. Let's see if we could admit him into this room right now. You got music. You got music for tonight. I did. You know, Ron. I just you just snuck on a little bit late. I played a song from probably the 1970s from a rock group. It's the song was called "In You and I," and I said, you know, hey, we're here. It's you and I. It's you know, they're with with you and I, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we got a we got a, I got a favorite song that we're gonna finish up with. So Simon and Garfunkel the song, and I think you'll get it by the end of our Birds of Troubled Waters or something, something like that. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, I feel like I'm troubled water sometimes. So, Ryan, okay. how yeah. are you today? Okay, Kevin. Uh, you know, we were talking before we started this podcast about the power of the Word of God especially on that Sunday um, when we uh, read the um, gospel from Matthew 18 and also Sirach 27 about the sinner hugging the sin and not letting go and the whole notion of forgiving even as we are forgiven, which is a basic thing uh, in the uh, in scripture and in the Christian message, but tough, tough to do, very tough to do, and it kind of eats away at our peace, um, and it can cause all kinds of problems. How many uh, families have disputes for years and years and years, uh, causes uh, mental uh, health issues, all that kind of stuff. And so, you know, the Lord is calling us to kind of walk into that and uh, see if we can't work to reverse it. Um, and that's tough, but it's something we need to do for a lot of reasons. Um, because uh, we're, for, yeah, we're forgiven and we need to forgive. And uh, we say that in the Lord's Prayer all the time too. You know, so many words or what's the meaning behind it? Well, you, you put a bug in my ear when we started talking about this gospel reading. And it was the words in the parable of when the debtor asks uh, his owner to, to be who he owes a debt to. 
uh, he says to be patient with me. He's right. like, be patient with me. And I thought, man, you know, that is something that I know I struggle with uh, is being patient. And one of the things that I thought about was when I'm not patient, I'm either thinking, I'm not listening, I'm either thinking or I'm talking. So I'm, I'm quick and I think I'm quick to say something or I'm quick to judge or, you know, I'm not listening. And I thought in, in Galatians, I thought it was really interesting. You know, in Galatians, it said that the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, and patience. And when we're not patient, we're not listening, we're not allowing the spirit to work in us. Um, if, and, and, and further in that same logic is a book that I've read pieces of. Uh, by Cardinal Sarah, um, who is, uh, Ron, what's his title? He's the liturgy. Yeah, head of the uh, dicastery, one of the Roman congregations on liturgy. Yeah, right. he wrote right. a book called The Power of Silence, and uh, I thought it was really, really a great book, and I, I really encourage anyone to pick it up. But he compares the wonders of creation are silent. And we admire them only in silence, like art and music is listened to in silence. And when he said, in listening to each other, what he says is, above all, the attitude of someone who listens, the absence of speech. And I thought this was a great line. To listen is to welcome the other into one's heart. And so doesn't Solomon say in the first book of Kings, give me, Lord, a heart that listens. He does not ask for riches or the life of his enemies or power, but a silent heart as to listen to God. Um, boy, and, and I think that comes with that patience, right? And I, that's what I'm comparing in my own foibles in life. Um, Ron, you mentioned about the times we're in are incredibly stressful, right? And how patient are we with each other in these times? Right. And it doesn't have to do sometimes with uh, our personal interrelationships. This could be something outside. Um, you know, uh, not long ago when we went to the store, we were looking for certain products which weren't on the shelves. Yeah. They are now available. But, you know, we would be very indignant to think, oh, there's no paper towels here. There's no sanitizer here. Right, there's right. no uh, rubbing alcohol. Right. And now... If it's on the shelf, I'm going to grab it and I'm going to hoard because what the heck, I got it now. So we forget how quickly we forget. Well, that was an issue before. I think the shelves are pretty well stocked now, but we went through that for quite a while. I think, you know, this indignant uh, issue about what about me? And then when it was my turn, I've, I forgot about that because then I had what I needed and the heck with everybody else. So well, yeah, was, we got a lot to learn here. <laughs> two, two points that I want to bring up. One is we talked about how impatient we are, how we almost we demand a, uh, a vaccine, you know, and I was listening to uh, uh, someone who's a, who's a the physician at St. Louis University or Washington University in St. Louis and he was a, wrote a book about the vaccines throughout the ages. 
And, you know, he made a great comment, just reminds me, you know, we still don't have a vaccine for AIDS, but, you know, we've, we've, we treat it. Uh, and how long has that been going on? But yet people are, you know, everyone's guessing and we're in pain. We're like, we got to have a vaccine, which I, I understand. The second connection, certainly, I don't know, this could be a stretch, but in Second Peter, they, uh, they talk about the delay of the second coming. And it said, the Lord does not delay his promises as regards, as some regard, quote unquote, delay. And, you know, the scoffer's objection is refuted also by showing that the delay of the Lord's second coming is not a failure to fulfill his word, but rather a sign of his patience. God is giving us time for repentance before the final judgment. So I thought that was, wow, it's just Maybe it's a stretch of a connection, but I'm making the connection that, you know, and especially us Americans, we are really an impatient group. Uh, we want everything now. Um, we want resolution now. Um, and, you know, sometimes the world doesn't work that way. Right. You know, for all the years that I've been involved in uh, reconciliation experiences, that is the most common thing that I hear from folks this whole notion of impatience. And you know, it's in me too. Uh, you know, I'm not sitting there thinking, oh, you're bad people, you better get rid of that. I got it myself, so it keeps coming back. Uh, that if things don't work quickly, or we're, we won't wait, we, we have to have an answer. And this whole notion of waiting and being patient is part of it. Um, I was thinking, you know, Kevin, uh, these nights, where we still have fairly nice weather, you know, just to go outside and sit quiet. It's not a lot of bugs this year because we didn't have a lot of rain. And, you know, you could just be quiet in your heart and, you know, do some breathing exercises and look up at the heavens. You know, one, one night I was doing that and there was the full moon. And you know what thought came across as I was sitting there? This is the same moon that's shown on all those famous people in the scriptures. Right. From, uh, you know, Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Moses and Jesus and the apostles and Mary and all those hero saints that we've uh, thought about. They lived in this same world. They saw that same moon shining on them. They spent some time uh, reflecting and praying. Uh, in the quiet of that moment. And that was such a relaxing thing to be able to think of that and to think how foolish we are sometimes, you know, to want quick answers. We think about all those famous people under the same sun, under the same moon, on the same planet, um, and what they can teach us too about this notion of, of patience. And of course, this whole, whole notion of forgiveness, because it all plays into it. We're not, you know, we're quick to judge, quick to judge, and not listen to people. Um, so yes, we we could all learn something from this, and to practice this quietness. You know, once you get used to that, I think um, you know you kind of appreciate it. But we're so distracted all the time; we need noise all around just to be in that outside beautiful quiet and watch that full moon and some of the 
uh, clouds floating by. It just brought a certain level of peace within. And the next day, you know, you say, yeah, I, I learned something last night. Now I have to address this issue in my life because it's eating away at me. It's robbing me of peace. So what can I do? I was thinking about a lady who lives across the street from me. I don't know, because of another neighbor, we haven't talked for years. And I don't even know what the issue is anymore. But the other day she was bringing out her garbage pen and I was sitting on my porch and I looked over there and I said, I'm going to wave. And I did. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? She waved back. There you go. That's a beginning. That's a beginning. Uh, you know, going forward, need to wave again. Maybe one day we will share a word or two. I don't even know what the issue is anymore. <laughs> you know, it's just sitting there. So, yeah, uh, making that little extra effort. Even a wave starts the beginning, perhaps, of the healing. Um, and it brings a peace. More of that can go on, the better we all will be. Uh, in our world, too. Wow. I think of, um, again, I want to think that they, in the Cardinal's book, he mentions charity is born of silence. And it proceeds from a silent heart that is able to hear, to listen, and to welcome. Silence is a condition for otherness and a necessity if one is to understand himself. Without silence, there is neither rest nor serenity, nor interior life. Silence is friendship, love, interior harmony, peace. Silence and peace have one in the same heartbeat. So it's, it's going back to what what was said in, in uh, Galatians. Um, and what I, what I thought about, Ron, when you were talking was that um, it, it needs to be exercised. And like exercise, you don't start by trying to sit for an hour or a half hour or maybe 10 minutes, maybe just try to sit in quiet for five minutes or yes. three minutes and starts, you know, you don't run a marathon all at once. You run, you start by, you know, walking one block at a time. So maybe that's what we, we need to, to do. Uh, look for that moment of quietness. Um, and you know, Kevin, you have to make an effort because there is a lot of noise a street noise, uh, then we have TVs going maybe in the living room or in the bedroom or in the kitchen, and there's always noise. It's somewhat shocking to turn all that off and just be quiet. It's nerve-wracking in a point, but if you persevere a little bit, you appreciate it. You know, some of the uh, young people, some of the teens, um, I've heard this, you know, come to church on certain nights and they have a devotional thing there, adoration of blessed sacrament. And, you know, there's just a certain amount of quiet there. Yeah. Um, and I've heard, you know, that kids appreciate that because of the noise in their life. I mean, how many people walking down the street are always looking at their phones? Uh, you know, could you keep your phone in the pocket and look at the trees and see some birds? I put some bird seed out uh, in front of my house and I've sat there for 15 minutes and I watched these birds just coming and 
one bird kind of jumped around near where I was sitting. <laughs> and I said, hey, birdie, turn around. The seeds are on that rock. And it was though the bird heard me, turns around, hops over, and goes over to the rock and got the seed. And I thought to myself, oh, my gosh. And I just stood there in adoration, I mean, admiration of this bird <laughs> that seemed to hear what I was saying. And I just sat there for about six, seven minutes and watched these birds just enjoy the seeds. Mm. You know, nobody said thank you, but <laughs> it, was, it was just a pleasant thing to be able to take this moment and watch a little flock of sparrows, the least of the birds, enjoying a moment and hopping around happily. It was so relaxing just to see that. And that that's can be the beginning, you know, of praying and thanking God for creation and the goodness that we live with and how we can assist at making creation better, too. All those thoughts come to us when we're able to kind of be quiet and start listening uh, to the heart. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, so silence is, is an action. Um, it is an action. It is, um, and, it, and it should hopefully create that intimacy with God. Um, you know, it's only that through that, and it becomes a speech, a dialogue, and a communion. Um, you know, and if we are in his presence, uh, words are not necessary. Um, so, Ron, do you, do you have a, a prayer or a thought for us to close today? No, oh, we can. Um, let's pray for those who uh, hold a lot of anger in their hearts, Kevin, that the Lord might grant them some peace and uh, grant forgiveness to some of the uh, hurts that we have all experienced in our life and to think about what we could do to perhaps heal some of the uh, disputes or anger or frustrations that we have uh, and that God would help us in these quiet moments with our hearts that are so hard against forgiving that we might see a benefit psychologically, spiritually, and every other way, just to be able to let go. So God of mercy and compassion, you have forgiven us our sins over and over again through the death and resurrection of Jesus. And we remember that with special gratitude. So make our own hearts in his likeness so that we may forgive and love all those who offend us just as you have forgiven and loved us through that same Christ the Lord. Amen. Amen. And may God's blessing come upon all those who are with us on these podcasts and listening, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right, Ron. Thank you very much. You're welcome. For being with us today. Um, folks, uh, love the emails, uh, love the comments and the grocery store lots and at the end of mass and um, so really appreciate all your kind words and thoughts um, so again if there's something you want to want to talk about uh, want us to talk about please share that with us uh, Ron and I really find this a blessing to, to share um, share this love of God and Jesus and 
with you all. So, Ron, have a great rest of the week until the next podcast. Yes, right. And here's all our right. here's our song. If you don't, if you didn't guess it already, so. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Ron, I've got to talk with you again. Because a vision softly creeping Left its seeds while I was sleeping And the vision that was planted in my brain Still remains within the sound of silence Restless dreams I walked alone Narrow streets of cobblestone Neath the halo of a street lamp I turned my collar to the cold and damp When my eyes were stamped By the flash of a neon light That split Quarantined is a Mary Seat of Wisdom dynamic original podcast.